if you want to, if you don't want to be part of this recording. Yeah. And uh, the meeting is being live streamed and recorded. Fantastic. It just seemed like 24 hours ago. Yeah. That everything was okay, and then uh, Fred this, disappeared. This was the point where Fred yeah. disappeared. Are you, is yeah. your computer all uh, hunky-dory now? Is all Seems to up? be fun. I checked it several times. I called uh, Howard last night. I didn't even feel the need to test it because I could get right into the waiting room. Uh, so it was great. And I would like to apologize to everyone for mm, what happened should, yesterday. It happened at my end. Mm. and. I like to take responsibility when uh, the responsibility is mine. Sure. I screwed the show up yesterday for whatever reason. Yeah. And uh, again, I would like to apologize because, you know, people expect a product. And if they don't get the product, uh, they become annoyed. Yeah. Well, um, first of all, like to do that. thank you for your apology. Secondly, as you know, unfortunately, this goes on your permanent record. <laughs> <laughs> And Are you uh, thirdly, proper, proper computer hygiene. Wait, yeah. wait. Thirdly, I'd also like to apologize uh, for Dan's use of the phrase "hunky dory." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I'm all freaked out because I was just about to, <laughs> I was just about to let my hair go gray, and now I'm thinking I'm. Oh no! Not. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Which part of <laughs> which 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 one of the hairs on your body isn't gray? <laughs> The Humble and Fred management team. That's right. <laughs> it's re- it's yeah. ready to make some decisions about staffing. Yeah, oh, yeah. There were some staffing issues. Uh, yeah, well, well, here we are. It's no big deal. Uh, one of the joys of owning your own business and producing your own program is uh, when those things happen, we just go, hey, whatever. We'll just be back tomorrow. Um, on, uh, you know, employment and uh, uh, big news and uh, references, um, Sweet Angel, uh, Julie Adam. Yeah, no longer with Rogers or on her way out at Rogers, which is somewhat significant for people within the industry. And she's been on the show many times and was a great help to us when we first launched uh, HumbleAndFredRadio.com Inc. Uh, I was I was blown away by that. Um, yeah, I wrote that down to talk about too. I uh, yeah. First thing I did was I said to Boone, our uh, producer, I said, "Can you reach out to Julie Adam? Because you know she was a friend of this program back when this program didn't have many friends, Fred." <laughs> and we kept her as a friend because we always thought she could do something for us. And now, yee. that's right. Now we'll just put her on the desk <laughs> tape with old gray Lisa LaFleur. Yeah. Yeah. Julie uh, who? Ah. <laughs> I uh, always found her uh, very Aww. sweet Aww. and very attractive. Yeah. Very, uh, you know what? And you know what? She would love this little bit you're doing right now. She's oh, I know she would. You know why? Because she was a big fan of the show. Big fan of the show, and Big she's fan. got a neat sense of humor, and you know, and I never got the impression, like some of the other radio wizards we knew, you know, often you'd talk to them and they'd launch into a soliloquy of knowledge and radio and mm. personalities and psychology. She never gave you that shit at all. All no. she did was, you know, perform. Yeah. You know, with, with Julie, you always found, uh, you always thought things were hunky-dory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, you're going to regret yeah. that, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to regret that, Dan. Like you, never, like, you never chirp him endlessly. No, and I've got a great chirp thing this today, whenever yeah. you want to get to it. Well, and let's just park that for a second. Because Okay. I, Jesus. You know, oh. you miss one show, and all of a sudden you're King Ted of Shit Mountain. <laughs> it's all backed up in you. Yeah, exactly. You're all. Oh, it's always all being backed up. In you. <laughs> you're all aggressive. 
And uh, you're just clipping a little bit with that microphone, so just give me like a 3% reduction. Because when you get into your screaming and your emphasis. (laughs) No, but I was going to say about Julie, all all jokes Mm -hmm. about her aside, I I just remember you and I, after one of our Friday morning appearances on The Fan, that she arranged for us, basically, or made the entree. I remember being in her office and thinking about what you just said. She was just a down-to-earth person and... You know, not a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, she was one of those people that sort of wanted to see what we were all about and not tell us what her theories on radio were. And Right. Anyway, no, she was very good to us. And I, I, I passed our little, uh, she gave us after 100 shows on our 100th podcast mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. There's a, uh, uh, a thing she made for us, congratulating us on 100 episodes. And forget about the fact that she gave us advertising on mm-hmm. the on 680 news and the fan and it was it was quite a it was a pretty big significant leg up that Julie Adam gave us okay funny man no really and uh we'll never forget that remember that 680 news or 680 traffic brought to you by Hummel and Fred radio they're yeah. back or whatever yeah it was the return it was it was this traffic mm. report brought to you by the return yeah. of the Hummel and Fred show and i used to give me i gave me chills the first time i heard it dad chills i say to you chills, and, chills. and just to be clear uh for those who might not know, because not everyone does, Julie Adam worked for Rogers News and Sports, and she was probably the most significant player in their in their radio division, I guess. Maybe some TV as well. Yeah. Huge job at Rogers. and uh, Vice president. Mm-hmm. And she also, did you say I'm sorry? Because sometimes when you start talking, I just sort of drift away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Can't focus. Yeah, go okay. ahead. I know. Come on, we all do that. No, I know. Um, <laughs> did you say that she responded? He asked her to be on the show. Yes, and she responded. Uh, and she said, said uh, "Yeah, yeah." Tell those guys they're very sweet, but this at this moment I'll pass. Yeah. People don't like to come on and talk about their demise. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. For a while there, though, that was the the place where broadcast. We were the place where broadcasters would go to tell the story of their sad demise. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, the first couple of years we did this podcast, I can name. There's probably five or six or seven pretty big named radio people that came on here after they were dusted or they retired. Uh, anyway, Dan, hunky dory, fine, going well. Everything is hunky dory. Hunky dory. Hunky dory. Hunky dory. What does it mean? It means fine. Everything is going well. Hunky dory. This is from the dictionary. Hunky dory. Um, anyway, that's Julie Adam, and she was very instrumental in us uh, getting started. She also made it kind of almost a. I don't know, made it her, she, she seemed for a while there, it was her job to help us out financially as well, because she's the one that got us hired at Kingston. Mm-hmm. And of yeah. course, she was the one that also had to tell us that we were not being hired anymore at Kingston. <laughs> mm-hmm. Moving on. You know, we were, they were moving on from the Humble and Fred experiment, because everything was not. Hunky Dory. <laughs> Howard. Yes. Howard. Oh, I'm sorry, are you back? But to her credit, Back in 2011, and she's thinking, just think about that, 11 years ago now, she's thinking there's something to this podcasting thing, there's something going on here that maybe I should align myself with, because it may be, you know, 
significant in this business being radio going forward. And she was right. Mm-hmm. Of course, we weren't necessarily part of that with Rogers, but you know, I'm sure I, th- I think they, they have a whole podcasting division now or. Yeah, we would have been probably the first podcast mm-hmm. that Rogers through Julie ever promoted. Excuse me. We were on a bunch of their radio stations across the country. There was a link to our website. It was pretty cool stuff, actually. Remember that didn't sit well with a few morning men across the no, country? No, they didn't like that. They didn't like the fact that there was a link to the Humble and Fred show on their uh, uh, websites when people used to actually go to radio station websites. So they would have a page, the morning man, and then over here it would be, hey, humble and bread. Yeah. Want to hear something? Yeah, you want to hear yeah. something really good? Yeah, I can imagine if you were a morning guy at a radio station, you had to promote other morning guys. You know, kind of like we, we did mm-hmm. at Mojo with uh, Voldemort. <laughs> um, and when we did that, everything was not. Hunky-dory. All right. Uh, do you want to give uh, your chirp, uh, your, what do you have to say about Dan, or should we start the show? Because now the contest that we're about to uh, promote is live on Facebook. Do you want to do it in a fluid way? <laughs> in what, what's that mean? What do you mean, in a fluid way? Well, bring it up well, organically, yeah. naturally. Oh, bring it up organically. Well, or yeah. do you just want to go right into it? Well, I can just tell you now that All I was right. taken aback. You know, I'm an older guy, and, you know, you have to worry about your heart, and sometimes people surprise you with things, and it's, you got to... Like Dan, sometimes I'll walk onto his site, and I'll say, Dan, you'll turn around and go, ooh, ooh. I'm sorry, he, he does, does what? Yeah. He does. He little he, he 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 lets out this screech that I've taken him by surprise and I've scared him. Okay? I scare easy. Yeah. Surprise easy. He'll be putting like something in the car and I'll come around and say, Hey Dan, you'll go, ah. <laughs> Or I'll be standing behind him and he'll turn around on his deck and see me and go, <laughs> Anyway. So the other day, Monday, I believe it was, when we did the show, I was up north. He was coming back to the city. I thought, oh, Dan's still here. So I came around the my um, tin palace, and he's on his deck, and we're talking, and he's telling me he's leaving, and then he talks about the humidity and thinks, oh, maybe I'll take a swim just before I leave. And then during our conversation, he literally takes his pants off facing me to put his bathing suit on. And there it was, in all its glory, staring at me. True, man, true. And I thought, that's interesting. Yeah, he that's a lot. Hesitate. That's a he lot to take. He dropped his drawers, yeah. dropped his underwear facing yeah. me in mid-sentence. And, I, and I, have to, I have to take this all in. There's Pinky. I, wait a second. Are you saying he does that? And uh, it's a lot to take in when you first uh, encounter it. In all its splendor. Well, because the first thing you do is compare. Like, I would never, never, now, probably not before, but now, do you think I would ever take my uh, pants and underwear off in front of Dan and let him see what what I have? Like, it would be. I'm surprised. Well, you, I'm surprised you take it off in I'm front of Delise. <laughs> so, yeah. And it was like, wow. It's like, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and he just there, and he's put on his on his bathing suit, and I'm thinking that was something. Like, you know, the legend is true. The legend, wow. is the true. legend of Beggar Vance, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Jeez, in Big. a total unaroused state, it's still <laughs> a classic sight. I'm telling. Well, it is. It's just all this was was 
I was getting ready to go. I was sweating because of the, the humidity. I said, oh, that late. I told that part. And then he, you, yeah, and you no, said, why don't you jump in? And, and Colton's inside. Which I just right, said, well, okay, I'll just do the, you know, Then I'm thinking, maybe. Just, like, why? Yeah. No one could see because of where I was. No, no. I, but this, that's not the point. That's not the point. Um, I'm curious, though. I saw. Yeah, and once it's seen, humiliating it, for a it, it can't be unseen. Like, and you're not like, you, like even if you tugged on it and stretched yours a bit, or pulled it oh. down, or like unfurled it the best you could. Let me just finish this. Is there no way that? Well, there's a couple, a whole bunch of stuff going on for me, but like, part of it is just. But I'm curious about why. Why were you telling the story about Dan's startling noise? Because that's the noise you made when you saw it. You went. Ugh. No, I, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, I didn't make that noise because I was speechless. Oh, so, I see. But I, you want, the, the whole point of that was sometimes we can startle each other. I see, yes, and you were and startled. And I was quite startled. Right. He doesn't startle me as often as I startle him for whatever reason. <laughs> but on this particular day, <laughs> his startleization I was just had way beyond anything I've startled him with. Yeah. I just had this vision of the two of you just sneaking up on each other, peeking around the corner of your trailers. Ah! <laughs> what do Fred and Dan do all day? They play hide and go fuck yourself. Um, but uh, as far as Dan's, I, it's been a long time. Uh, I mean, I was Dan's roommate years ago, and I haven't seen it, you know, other than, you know, the imagination for some time. And yeah, it is a bit off-putting when you first encounter it because you just feel so deficient after. Well, you do. Yeah. And I'm, um, so my, you know, first thing that went through my mind was cork in a beanbag, your classic line. About, about you. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right? And then I'm thinking, you know, couldn't he have turned around? And then I would have had to look at his ass. Would that be any better? It would be better because it's all flat and saggy. Well, that's right. I wouldn't <laughs> see. Uh, you're, that would help my self esteem. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're, for mm-hmm. a man of your uh, vintage. Yeah. I have a bit of a plump arse. You've yeah. got a nice, uh, you know, you still have a butt. Dan and I suffer uh-huh. from uh, a lack of butt, for sure. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that happened. And uh, Dan, well done. And um, So does it ever, do you ever look down and just to frighten yourself? Is it frightening when you're like, <laughs> oh, my God. Is that, do you ever look down and get startled? Oh, look what I have. The, the one thing about what I have, I have a place to put it every day, and it's not. You know, it's set aside out of mind. I'm just wondering, what do you do with that? Like, you have to carry that around all day in your pants. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a lot. Be it's a lot of baggage, man. It's a lot of baggage. A lot of baggage. A lot of baggage. <laughs> you know what, Dan? You know, the funny thing is, here's all through this entire 10-minute diatribe about his wiener. You know what Dan's thinking? Hey, man, just want to let you know that sometimes you got to shut the fuck up. You got to shut the fuck up. This current time is just one of those times you gotta shut the fuck up. Hunky Dory. Hunky Dory. I just don't want to hear you talking. Hunky Dory. You gotta shut the fuck up. Hunky Dory. You're a mix master. Hunky Dory. Wow. (laughs) That's what we should call it. Dan's Wiener's nickname should be Hunky Dory. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Hey, Dan, how's the Hunky Dory? Oh, it's fine. Hunky Dory's fine. (laughs) all right well listen dan uh congratulations i mean you know it's a bold move that only a guy like you can make just just drop him and change him right there in front of your buddy 
Got to say, jumping in the lake part, though, that was awesome. That was good. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> did, did you get scared when you uh, came back out and Fred was there? <laughs> I like that. Uh, that's, actually, uh, that's actually one of my favorite. how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the story is when you said, he, he, he doesn't startle me as much as I startled him. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what is It's just you guys sneaking up on one another all day, all day long. Oh, no, these are very natural. Oh, okay. Like, he could come around the corner of my trailer and go, Fred, and I go, yeah, Dan. But for some reason, when I do that to him, there's some fragility there that uh, needs to be addressed. Maybe. Hey, listen, man. Maybe, yeah. Not all the blood that you and I have (laughs) that goes to our brains. Dan, some of that has been shorted for Dan. Uh Because a lot of blood has to go to keep that uh, boiler room going. Mm-hmm. All right, my let's girlfriend, get my girlfriend. Lisa, oh, oh, by the way, yes, she, she loves that the, the the startling part. She uh, she uh, oh, she loves the startling part. part, does she? Is she that loves, what you guys call lo- it? <laughs> he says, Dan. I guess she does. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> okay. Think about this: if it if it if it had that if, if Fred had that reaction, what's Lisa's like? <laughs> if it startles me from ten feet away, <laughs> that's right. I was like that pointed at you in the middle of the night. What the hell is that? So what did I do? This was all over, and then I That's right. started up again. All right. Well, listen, let's, we have a long road ahead of us. Let's get started. Right, yeah, yeah. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from the Humble and Fred Studios in Toronto and Brampton and is brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and HealthGage. Also, contest alert, Today, you could enter to win a set of tires from Continental Tire Canada. And now, here are two men who remain very concerned about climate change as they turn on their air conditioners and emit methane out of their arses. Mm. It's Humble and Fred. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Um, Yeah, this is pretty cool, actually. It's not something we do a lot of, but it's going to be cool because even though... You know, it's the uh, end of uh, August. Uh, Months from now, we'll be talking about changing your tires. Continental Tire Canada is proud to sponsor Drive Festival. Presented by Mobile One, it's uh, next week uh, or the week after, September 9th to the 11th at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park in Bowmanville. I don't know why I called it Bowmanville. Uh, Just outside of the city. Come check out the Continental Tire Performance Test Track as well as Continental Tires display in the Monza Pavilion Fan Zone. While there at Drive Festival, you can also test drive many of uh, Canada's top new vehicles, watch Dream Cars cruise down the Dream Cars speed run, and relax in the food and beverage marketplace. Full information and ticket available, uh, ticket options, I should say, are available at drivefestival.com. Now, to help celebrate Continental Tire's Drive Festival, presented by Mobile One and the partnership, Continental Tire, uh, and uh, Humble and Fred are giving away three sets of Continental Tires to our listeners. That's you people. Uh, we're going to give it away a week from tomorrow. That's Thursday, September 8th, which will also be our first Thursday back, Freddie. Yes. Um, in a while. And it'll be a nice, you know, way to kind of, you know, kick off the uh, the fall. Each set of these tires, four tires, 
Uh, each set of tires valued at up to $1,800. To uh, enter, it couldn't be simpler. Uh, go to our Facebook page right now and just put your name in. So your name and just tag at Conta Canada. That's C-O-N-T-I-C-A-N-A-D-A. By the way, all the details are um, going to be pinned to our Facebook page as of now. I just checked with Boone. They are. As mm-hmm. well, as well, go to our Instagram and uh, you can enter that way. Uh, and these are some really nice tires, eh, Freddie? I would say. Valued at $1,800 for four tires. My goodness. They will give you a nice ride. No um, did you see, like, I, I sent you some of the details. Uh, they're called Extreme Contact. Right. DWS. 06 plus enhanced dry and wet handling improved dry and wet braking improved snow and ice performance unique stylish design exceptional tread line everything a person wants in a tire um yeah these are now and i was going to ask uh this question but i see it's already been answered these are premium all season ultra performance tires for passenger cars crossovers and suvs they're ideal for true year-round traction. So that answers the question, do you have to change them? No, you do not. This tire comes complete with Sport Plus technology, providing responsive handling, better grip on wet roads, and extended tread light. So simply go to our Facebook or Instagram, tag your, put your, just put your name in. Tag at Conta Canada, um, and uh, that's how we'll, we'll do it. And then next Thursday, we'll announce some names, you win some tires, and everyone's happy. Fantastic. It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the contest on the Hummel and Fred show. Brings yeah, it's back kind of like, memories, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny you say that because as I was going back and forth with our uh, our very good friend and agent, Ryan McCallum, and uh, I was thinking it sort of reminded me of the old days of, you know, making sure the contest deals were, details were in place and yes. all that stuff we used to always do. And, uh, and here we are doing another one. Of course, you know, I don't know if people, uh, just to change the subject, it's, and I don't even know if radio stations still do this, but every end of summer slash fall, radio stations amp up for their fall ratings, and that's when all the big giveaways happen. That's when we did our really tough contests and stuff like that. And Yeah. Do stations even, do they do that as much, or do they do that at all? I don't know. I don't know. But aren't they always in ratings now or something? Yeah, but still, the the fall is the big book, is it not? I, again, I don't know. I mean, I know the spring and fall for people who don't know what we're talking about. That's when advertising rates are set. But to you know, maybe they're because they're in twelve month of the year ratings. They don't set them as they're not as high a priority as they once were. Right. Speaking of the fall, um, I, I felt, and I and I don't want to alarm anyone, but I've just felt a little down this week, being the last week of August, heading into. Uh, Labor Day. You know, my grandkids have been around a lot at the pool up north. They'll be back at school on Tuesday. And again, you know, I always get back to that time to get serious thing. I, I is it, you know, I, I imagine a lot of people feel that way, don't they? Well, of course they do, Frederick, and I'm not alarmed. But, uh, you know, it was just a couple short weeks ago I brought up the fact that August yeah. can be kind of a bummer. Yes. And, and you... Well, this is true. And no, I'm but at that, that time, you were going a different route. You had a different bit route, and the bit route was every day's a gift and blah, blah, blah. But I was just expressing that melancholy that sometimes yes, in August, yeah. sometimes when I see the leaves start to get a little brittle, yeah. 
and I, that sense that summer is over. And no matter how old you are, we always still have that feeling of having to go back to school. And Well, what you described is uh, it hit home today. Uh, this week or whatever. I don't know what it was. I guess a lot of people up north where I am, there's a lot of teachers and everything, and they all get frenzied the last week before going back. They have to do this. They have to do that. And they won't be up this week. And they won't be up that week because they have to do this and they have to do that. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, everybody is getting serious now. So a few weeks ago when it hit you, it hadn't hit me yet, but it has now. But I will tell you that what I hold as a, I don't know, speaking of being a radio guy. For, <clears throat> Jesus. <laughs> you okay there? What's that? Hello? What happened? I think your mic. No, I'm fine. No, but you're, I think well, what I you did my is. I cough button, but it, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I, I could tell. I could tell you like you were coughing. Um, and then you turned your mic off. I know what I was going to say that. Uh, the fact that we still have this job to do. Yes. That I, I thought of that the other day, that even though, you know, we're going back to four days a week and, you know, it's been great having most of, you know, basically working less than we've worked for about three or four months. But I'm kind of looking forward to it because it's fun to get back in the swing of things, to be engaged again. And as much as I love to golf, as much as I do, you know, there's a time when, you know, you got to sort of let that rest for a bit, even though I want to play a little bit more this winter yeah but yeah man and and it's getting dark earlier now like oh, yeah. really noticing now and all summer long when i rise for the show or whatever the sun was out and up now when i get up it's still sort of dark oh, all yeah. those things all oh yeah those things. uh so, so I was uh, a week ago, a week ago or so we were going to have Drew Marshall on, and uh, I had mentioned he was a longtime friend of the show. He's standing by and will be with us in about fifteen minutes. Uh, we're going to try and get through uh, some of the emails that we've got. Uh, why don't you uh, do a little quick uh, shout out to one of our legacy sponsors? Of course, the retirement Sherpa is going to be with us today. Uh, he'll be telling his own story, but you can talk about this. Yes, I can talk about the Chambers Plan, the Chamber Plan, uh, which is uh, Canada's number one plan for small business. Uh, it's a group benefits plan. Uh, a lot of small businesses get together. They uh, create sort of the uh, profile, image, whatever you want to call it, of a large company. This allows them to buy insurance products at a very reasonable price that allows a small business to actually get their head around this and think, hey, it can be done. Go to chamberplan.ca, get a free quote. We're talking uh, dental and we're talking uh, prescriptions. And uh, when you investigate through getting your free quote, you'll see that there's even an HR component if you choose that, all sorts of therapies. Now there's a mental health aspect of this as well. Through COVID, a lot of people were... Well, they took a beating. Yes, they did, and still recovering. So that has been kept in mind. Top to bottom, Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan is fantastic for small business. Say one to 100 employees. Go to chamberplan.ca. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. If you're new, that was just a long-running bit when people would say, Hi, guys. And uh, it's uh, lasted 10 and a half years. Hi, guys, says 
Mark McFadden. I've read and watched a lot of coverage on the Mar-a-Lago FBI operation. I have never heard any mention of the idea that these recovered documents. And by the way, did you see the uh, picture yesterday of uh, how many documents and what the documents look like? The FBI released that or the DOJ. There's a picture of the documents themselves. Right. It's pretty stunning, actually. Why? The amount? Just or, the amount and, and how were they're... they covered like in McDonald's? Uh, <laughs> sauce that's right. There were some ketchup stains. Yeah. Fucking ketchup and <laughs> some fried bits. Uh, no, it's just stunning the, what they look like. Uh, but Mark continues and says, um, these recovered documents could very well have been photocopied or scanned while in the private possession of the former president which would mean that these top secret documents could very well still be in his possession, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's, I, I would say, Mark, I don't think that's possible because these are the originals, but it is interesting. He says, have you heard or read anything suggesting that copies of the documents might exist? Great point, Mark. He says that could be, that could make it a hundred times worse, I guess, because if those documents were, you know, copied, now the they, who knows where they're, where they're, what hands they've gotten into. Uh, Mark finishes by saying, something to think about Mark in Mississauga. You know, I heard his former attorney or uh, uh, fixer, you know, Michael Cohen, talking about this, and he said, you know, we're really overthinking this. He probably didn't do it for any sinister reason other than, it's mine. Those are mine. You know? That's probably how deep it got with him. Mm-hmm. Just those documents, and I'm on them, and maybe I could use them someday. They're mine. So he took them. Uh, we'll see. Oh, or you're just saying it's more see. like these rules don't apply because I'm Trump and uh, I yeah, do and what like I he want. Didn't, yeah. wouldn't ask if it's okay to do that. Wouldn't, wouldn't, he just thinks I'm the most powerful man on earth, or I yeah, was. Okay. So I just, they're mine. I'm yeah, taking okay. them. And, and, and I'll, I'll go with you on that just for a second. But as I often will comment, and my caveat always is this. Hmm. He's got people around him that aren't stupid. Like, but what, yeah, because what I, you just said, it's not mm-hmm. like Trump was doing the move. There are people around him that knew the serious nature of those documents. And even though the Republicans want to say, oh, it's a raid and the former president's unprecedented and they're selling T-shirts. The fact is no former president has taken documents with that level of like these are the highest level of secrecy you can have. I understand that, but so those people you're talking about said, Mr. President, you can't take these, and he said, they're mine, I'm taking them. Maybe, maybe that's it. For what, and, and again, will we ever know for what reason? But, but, you know, one other thing yesterday, very alarming, and Lindsey Graham, and I thought, I saw Lindsey Graham on TV, and I thought, can you imagine, just when you think your life is awful, he's got to wake up every morning and he's Lindsey Graham. Just think about that. Yeah. This, this spineless, coward, two-faced flip-flopper. Yesterday, he says, when they're asking him about uh, the investigation, he goes, if Donald Trump is indicted because of uh, a few documents at Mar-a-Lago, there are going to be riots in the streets. That's all he said, but that was a direct... Um, no, I know. That was a direct message to Merritt Garland, that if you do this you're going to be responsible for violence in the streets. And I thought, isn't that, that is so creepy. Yeah, he's not he the only one, though. That. It, hmm? but he's not the only one that's, that, that sentiment. Well, I heard him yeah. say that yesterday directly. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I didn't, I did not hear him say that, but I have heard and read 
everyone from that, you know, she, witch Gil, you know, Gilfoy or whatever her name is. They're, right. they're all saying that the whole right wing narrative and it's dangerous. And I, and I, it is alarming and it's dangerous. He's an actual Senator. Yeah. But you know? he's not the only one. Jordan, oh, okay. the bunch of them have said it. Marjorie Taylor mm-hmm. green. Their narrative is if this, if this doesn't go away, there's going to be held. I'll tell you what, like, I don't know that they can do it, but if the, uh, Republicans get the Senate back or or the House, they're going to immediately start a series of impeachments and trials. It's yes. going to be something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But hey, we digress. Let's move on Hi to guys. others. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. This is from uh, Brian Borison. All right. It's about live golf live. TV coverage. Live being live or live live. live. It's live. It's live. It's live. Okay. Yeah, man. All right. Hi, Howard. CHCH TV in Hamilton shows the Live Golf Tournament live, for your information. We used to live in Mimico, and we used to call the Sobies by your place Sketchy Sobies. The name stuck. (laughs) Enjoy the podcast. He really enjoys the podcast. That's Brian. You know, I had thought I had seen a Live Tournament on TV. That's when I referenced it last week. And I didn't at the time. You said it's not on regular TV. I thought, man, I'm sure I saw it. But um, Well, that's good to know. Yeah, CHCH. They take up. They'll they'll run anything. (laughs) Um, I will say this, though. They they put out. So the PGA Tour season ended last Sunday. You know, the new season starts in a couple weeks. Doesn't matter. But Liv is playing this week in Boston, I think. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure on the location. Doesn't matter. But they put out the list of their 48 players playing this Mm -hmm. week. And I got to tell you, it's a pretty strong field. Because they've had a, a few people, a few more people come over to that mm-hmm, league. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say, even though there were more of the top 20 players in the world playing last weekend on the PGA Tour mm-hmm. for a golf tournament with the number of names that these guys have, it's pretty good. And uh, I don't know if it's good enough to make me find them on the internet, but I might look at it on CHCH TV. I might and check it I out. Say, the coverage, ca- casual golf guy, if it's raining on Sunday and you're flipping around, then all of a sudden you see Dustin you know, Johnson or, you know, uh, Cam Smith. Yeah, if you know some guy, there's some guys, some names there now. So you're what? Do you really care what the tag is where you're watching the golf, right? No, I think you're right. I think more yeah. and more people will care less and less that it's a 54 hole, you know, exhibition, whatever. Hi, guys. Uh, all right. Hi, guys. And uh, this uh, next one is from uh, your friend, our friend, Darren Waslick. He says, hi, guys. And maybe you can expand on this because this seems like a discussion that you guys would have had. No, actually. Oh, no. Okay. So out of nowhere and not, by the way, this was not sent to us personally, you know, Uh where, you know, or a private message. Right. This was sent to our email, Humble and Fred at humbleandfredradio.com. Yeah. He says, guys, have you ever thought about a 24-hour ye channel? Uh, I guess uh, for people who don't know, this is Darren. Much like the 24-hour rotisserie channel on TV, he says, which is obviously tailored for people who enjoy watching rotisserie chickens 24-7. This would strictly be an audio channel, custom designed for those interested in hearing a man yelling yee 24-7. 
He says, I know it sounds a little far-fetched. Really? But it wouldn't hurt to be first with this concept. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I'd listen. Um, do, do you think there's a business plan that we could... You know, he mentions the rotisserie chickens, and that's that's the truth. They actually, I don't know whether they still have that, whether it was sponsored by Swiss Chalet or whatever, but that exists. So couldn't anything exist? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's something we're going to have to look into. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, have we don't, we don't want to say no. Pod, we have a few podcasts under the Humble and Fred umbrella. Maybe this is branching out to 24-7 audio delivery. So what you're saying is people would go to our site and yeah. they would just put this on in the background while they're having friends and family yeah. over and we'll put it on like a loop yeah, like that's right we know mm-hmm. so the loop would just be this noise 24 hours a day yeah. i mean it is quite compelling but he couldn't do it for 24 hours. Eventually, somebody had gone, wait a minute, I heard that ye before. <laughs> That's right. It's replaying. Yeah, these yeah. guys. Oh, this I've heard this one before. I've heard this ye. Come on. Can you change the channel, please? Yeah. They're Come too on, repetitive. <laughs> Come on, ye. All right. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Okay, Fred, uh, one last email, then we're going to get to our uh, guest, uh, the Gig Sky guest of the day today will be Drew... Marshall, but first, Albert Schmidt. Albert. Hi, guy. Hi, Albert. Hi, guys. Uh, pulling out the big topics today. Fred, you said, I don't think my wife would go for an unpeeled carrot. That's way more revealing than you likely intended. <laughs> Cheers, gents. Always a laugh. Nice dick joke to end off with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think Thanks, we missed. Albert. I, I, I sorry because there, the way I format these emails, I know it's a bit confusing. But his subject was deep discussion on carrots. Okay, anyway, right on. So uh, mm-hmm. thanks to everyone. If you want to be part of the uh, discussion here, humble and Fred. All right, humble and Fred at humbleandfredradio.com. Let's uh, see if we can uh, connect with our friend uh, Drew here. Um. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, it was a week ago we tried to uh, get this fellow on. Yes. Didn't work. But uh, let's see if it works today. Uh, so far, we've got no audio and we have no video. So let's cry. There we I can. I can tell we can. We can. Audio. Stay, we can hear you. Hi, Drew. But we can't see Drew yet. I'm special. There he is. There he is. He is special. Look at him outdoors. He's a real cowboy, that fella. I like that hat. I have that actual hat in gray. Very nice. Is that an Under Armour? Is that who that is? I don't know who that is. My wife bought it for me. Well, you guys are cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I could grow grow hair, I would have that actual hair. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So... What we a week ago we tried this, but here you are. Let's just not get into all that, but let's uh, let's move forward in the um, in the spirit of, of all, uh, on, Christian on, on. Brotherhood. Guys, I love. I actually like. I'm gonna. I was gonna say love, but that's not. I don't know. That's weird. I really, really like you guys, and it's so rare for me to like human beings, uh, let alone a couple. You know, you always like one more than the other. 
uh, or not the other. I like yeah, both I hear of you. you equally, and I just needed to get the touchy-feelies out of the way. Well, no, there's going to be more time for that. Can you hear us okay? Because I know you're talking into yeah. your computer, and uh, yeah. and we're talking into microphones. So you're you're actually able to hear us? Yes. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start this. By the way, we like you, too. Very much. Very. Well, you know how I feel about you personally, and uh, Fred uh, feels the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, and people will find out why we love each other uh, in the next twenty to twenty five minutes or so. For the better part of uh, I don't know a quarter century, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, there was one voice in the Christian broadcast world that you could listen to without wanting to uh, join Jesus. Where are you going? <laughs> Gee, he is the uh, preeminent. Radio, Christian radio talk. He's like the Rush Limbaugh. No, he's like the Hannity. No, he's like no. the humble. He's a nice guy. He's right, Exactly. He's like the humble and Fred of Christian radio. Uh, and now in his retirement has decided to go off the grid. And uh, today we're going to talk about his uh, silent retreat. But first, welcome back to our program. One of our very, very favorites, Andrew Marshall. Hello, sir. You know what I miss is Phil clapping in the background. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we miss well, Phil too. There's he's no... clapping at IKEA. <laughs> That's now. right. He he left he left the humble and Fred show like many do, Drew, to go work at IKEA. <laughs> yeah, but he left for the fifty cent hot dogs. That's right. <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay, um, a few weeks ago, maybe it was a couple months ago, Drew reached out to me and uh, sent me some information about something he was up to. Uh, and I want to get to it in a minute, but first, uh, again, back in the early days of the podcast, back 2011, 12, 13, we used to have Drew on a lot. So a lot of our listeners are familiar with Drew, and Drew, uh, hyperbole aside, really was one of our favorite broadcasters, happened to do a religious talk show, but not like you'd imagine. It was something you've, you've never heard before. So give us a little context there, Drewster, and uh, how long ago did that end, and, and what have you been doing since that ended? Right. So in 2019, I put a bullet in the Drew Marshall show after 16 years and uh, moved to this farm. I don't know. Does the video, does anybody watch the video? Can you see yeah, anything? There? It's streaming on okay. Facebook. It's beautiful. Very nice. Yeah. That's that's the corn I'm watching grow right there. Is the corn as high as an elephant's eye? It is actually. This corn is freakishly high. I don't know what buddy, a real farmer does the, uh, does that. And, um, Anyway, so yeah, moved to the moved to the farm and and you know you know this uh, I'm like I got, I just got rid of stuff I got I dis- disconnected I got rid of the phone, um, you know obviously I hadn't had a landline forever but got got rid of the mobile phone, got um, got rid of the vehicle, uh, laid off the social media stuff and and. Uh, I guess uh, canceled. I don't know how many. Have you guys ever totaled up how many monthly subscription type things <laughs> yeah. you have? Yeah, it's no. something else. It's, yeah. It's frightening, isn't it? Crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I think I saved a grand a month by not by canceling all that stuff. And Yeah. Um, and then um, basically just started. This, this place was abandoned, so started uh, recovering it. And uh, a lot of farm work, a lot of fence work, and starting started accumulating animals so these days there are two giant black horses two miniature horses an ass named grace which is the name of my book hopefully coming out next year and uh 29 chickens one rooster and seven dogs 
Nice. Seven dogs. Are, are one of those two horses the? Are those the horses? Because I, I I've come up to your place a few years ago and we rode some horses together. Are those the guys? No. Where are those guys now? That horse you rode died. Oh, okay. Well, that happens a lot. <laughs> that happens a Bring lot of down. <laughs> happens a lot of horses. I ride. Um, so uh, all of that, and 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 while the Drew Marshall show was in its final gasps. I can't recall the timeline, but there was a a point there where you took a, a retreat on the Camino Trail, and yeah. it, it, this is all going to tie together. So, uh, remind us again of what that was, and and you did it in silence. Not everyone does that. I don't think anyone does it. Uh, yeah, in 2016, I had a look around my life just prior to turning 50, so I wanted to celebrate my 50th birthday in a cool way. And I kind of looked around and went, holy cow, there's a lot of fractured relationships in my life. And guess what the common denominator is? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I decided that it was time for me to, 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 you know, to do something about this. And so, you know, there's a, there's an old movie called the way it's not really riveting. It's called the way it's with Martin Sheen. Emilio Estevez directed it, his son and Emilio's Emilio and Emilio's son, uh, both walked this same Spanish uh, pilgrimage. It's a 1,200-year-old pilgrimage where apparently they carried parts of the body of St. James and buried him underneath some cathedral. Well, they buried him, and then they built the cathedral over top in Spain. And so this is uh, the, the Santiago uh, is uh, the Compostela, you know, that whole cathedral over in Spain. So they did a movie on this. I watched the movie and went, ooh, you know, I think I'd like to do that walk. And so I did the walk. But just prior to doing the walk, it was it was becoming more and more apparent that I needed to shut up because my mouth was getting me into all sorts of things, good stuff and trouble. And then my mouth was getting me out of stuff, good stuff and trouble. Uh, And so again, the common denominator was shutting up. Uh, So I decided to do a three month vow of silence. So I stopped talking September 25th when my daughter dropped me off at the airport my last words were, I love you to her. And the first words I spoke were Christmas morning. And uh, I asked my wife to remarry me again. Uh, she agreed, but only agreed because she didn't want to ruin the moment. Because a couple of months later, she left. Mm. Oh, well, there's a lot there to unpack, as the p- pundits say these days. But uh, can you recall, or I think you and I had spoken, but... The idea of not talking for that entire three months uh, for guys like us must have been uh, difficult. Uh, was it as tough as you would, might think it was? No, it was actually easier for two reasons. One, I practiced a day of silence one day a week for six months prior to leaving. I should have practiced walking. <laughs> <laughs> because I walked a thousand kilometers and uh, my body didn't really kick into any kind of cruise control actually my feet hurt every single day and that had mostly to do with the boots i i wore i bought these fancy 600 hundred dollar german hiking boots and yeah. they're just too narrow for my feet yeah and they were, it was overkill you could do the whole you could do the camino in tevas or as we used to call them you should, do, you should have done them in hoka one ones uh freddie what did you want to ask marshall um, it's interesting what you say about, you know, I spoke too much. It got me in trouble. I mean, that's, that's literally speaking physically. And then you said you detached yourselves from social media and a lot of people get in trouble 
speaking too much on social media because, you know, you can hide behind the computer and maybe get into debates and argue and things, you know, get out of control. Yeah. And next thing you know, you've lost a friend, you've lost an acquaintance, or there's a lousy feeling between you all because of that. Is that part of the social media thing too? Just like, just totally retract from any, you know, interaction? Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if pulling away from social media had much to do with, with, well, no, yeah, of course it did. It had to do with communicating and talking and just, mm-hmm. just, just stop it. Just shutting up. Of course it did. Right. Yeah. Oh, what I was going to get at there, Fred, was that, um, I, I just, uh, I, I don't put much stock in, in online communication. I just don't, um, right. I think it's, it, it's easy to spout uh whatever way you want you know you everyone's hiding in their mom's basement with cheeto dust on their chest as they're typing <laughs> that's right away mm-hmm. and, yeah you know the cesspool when i when i first realized what the cesspool of humanity was because you've heard that phrase a lot yes yeah. cesspool of humanity great name for a punk band by the way um <laughs> but the cesspool of humanity is the comment section of any youtube video oh yeah yeah no you're right no I, you know ruthless. And, and fred and i have been doing this mm-hmm. job you know, to whatever degree we've done it for a really long time. And I remember having this conversation with another broadcaster. It might have even been you about the chronology of how people used to be able to respond. And, and we've lived through it all. I mean, I've been doing this for 45 years. People used to write letters about shit we said in the Humble and Fred show to our bosses and, and to us. And then, then an email, they could start to email us all the way to the point where unlike how when we started, they could tell you we sucked in real time. You could look at it online. Mm-hmm. You could go to your... And that's that's a lot to take in in the span of a career where... And, and a lot of those people who don't who would respond negatively, as you say, uh, Drew, they're just pissed off. They're sitting there. It's a bit of a powerful thing to be able to tell somebody, hey, what you're doing right now isn't very good in real time. And you know when you're in, when you're involved in that, either giving it or taking it. At the end of the day, you can sit there and go, "I don't feel very good right now because of those interactions." Exactly. You know, and and it's a lousy way to feel. And I mean, that goes right into the news: what you can believe and what you can't believe. So, it really is a good way of not feeling shitty less, right? Yeah, yeah, shitty less. Mm-hmm. Uh, another good name for a punk band. Um, <laughs> so two two anecdotes. One, uh, by the way, my wife who left me, she and I have since gotten back together again after two years separation, and uh, we fantastic. We're well, if some days, um, but uh, <laughs> that's just that's just the reality, right? Right. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, we we uh, she owns this little cafe in Bell Fountain called Higher Ground Cafe and mm-hmm. and uh, and people during the pandemic you know everyone was writing I think that everything we just talked about shot through the ceiling uh, during the mm-hmm. pandemic and we were open because we were allowed to be open and some lady some local lady in Bell Fountain by the way sign language for everyone who lives in Bell Fountain is this. <laughs> uh, what you can't see is uh, right. he, he, Drew's making a like I'm snooping in on uh, you know, yeah, every, yeah, everyone in Bell Fountain is uh, Gladys Mrs. Kravitz yeah right yeah yeah so she was slamming us online how dare you guys be open you're encouraging <laughs> people to, to be near each other and everyone's gonna die because they're in your cafe and yeah. I was like 
anyway, I ignored it. I ignored it. I ignored it. I ignored it. And finally she went away. I think I finally said something. She went away. Anyway, she came back. I said, okay, this is nuts. So I 411 her ass, found her number and phoned her. And I said, this is me. This is our coffee place. What are you trying? Are you trying to ruin a family, small family business? Cause that's what you're, that's mm-hmm. what's happening. And how did she react? I called, I called her out on it in a huge way. And it finally got to the point where she didn't want any businesses in Bell Fountain and nothing we could do was ever going to be right. And I said, well, you do all that, that you, you say anything you want to your friends. Mm-hmm. When you do that online, that's a dick move. It is mm-hmm. a, just a dick move. Stop it. Mm-hmm. And so how did that so go over? She stopped. Yeah. The second anecdote is yesterday I was talking to uh, my, I was going to say my attorney, but since I'm not doing anything, he's just a friend. And this guy um, is a big music uh, mogul guy and also the guy who uh, is Will Smith's attorney and Will I Am and I don't know, a bunch of other people. Mm. A bunch of black people and me. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait a second, you're, and, not, you're not black people? <laughs> and uh, and he, we were just talking about this, how... Everyone's sniping. Everybody is sniping on the road, online, um, at the grocery store. Everybody is sniping, and his his biggest fear is there's we're not returning. We're not going back to what was. There's no recovering from this sniping, and we we don't have an answer. No, we've talked about that too. Like they, this is not going to go away because it can't unless they shut down the internet. It's yeah. just not. In that, in that, people work themselves up to a fr- into a frenzy on- online, and of course, it carries over when you go to the grocery store because everybody's like at, at a heightened uh, anxiety level or something right now. And after the pandemic, gone on and on and on, and inflation and everything. Well, and, and which which brings us uh, to the idea that back in 2016, whenever you took your walk, um, you know, a, a lot of people whether it's then and or now, as you say, Fred, it's maybe heightened now because of all those circumstances. But mm-hmm. all of us are looking for some quiet, whether it's in our lives, in our brains. It's why meditation, you know, at the same time, all those things were happening during the pandemic, sniping and, and unrest. There was a, a real push to, you know, get more mental health help has never been more uh, in the forefront. You know, people have had more out conversations about sort of personal things, you know, um, and, and people are looking for some solace. And in your case, what you've done is you've created sort of a mini Camino trail experience. And, uh, when you first sent this to me, I thought it was great. I only had a couple of comments, but it's SOS retreats, And I want to talk about this because I think it's very important uh, for people to look. There's got to be something that helps mitigate the noise in our lives. And maybe you could pick that up. Sure. I I think I recognized in myself that I was becoming a professional sniper um, prior to my Camino. I was, you know how we say we get to the point where we go, oh, someone will say, oh, you live on the farm with animals. Isn't that nice? You all the animals because... I'm so sick of people. I'm so sick. We all say that. I'm so sick of people. That's a nice place, but the people there, mm-hmm. right, we're, we're always pissing on people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I recognize that in myself, and I was done with humanity, done. And guess what happened? After shutting up and not talking for three months, 
I started liking people again. And people, guess what? Started liking me again. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was an interesting dynamic that happened. And so I think I started to sniff out early. You know, I'm a big fan of the Gandhi, the the one Gandhi quote everyone quotes, be the change you want to be. So I was looking around the world going, you suck world. And then all of a sudden I walked by a mirror, by a mirror and went, oh, wait a second. You suck, Marshall. Shut up. And so I did the walk. And mm-hmm. so I think I think that's what I'm trying to replicate here. This is not a prescriptive thing here at SOS Retreats. I can't teach you, Jack. I'm not, as, as Anthony Robbins or Tony Robbins would say, I'm not your guru. I got no words of advice. But I know that I know what worked for me. And what worked for me was slowing down, walking. You're going to walk a 50-kilometer trail. Yeah, explain. Like, uh, Drew, let's make sure that we get at least one part of this discussion where you explain what the weekend oh, is for people. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's like an ADD promotion here. Um, people arrive on a Friday night around 6.30, give them a little tour of the 100-acre farm, and then we hit the trail immediately because it's adjacent to the farm. We start at the waterfalls. Cataract waterfalls, and we walk to the farm about 5k in the Friday night in silence. Then we sit around the fire, huge bonfire here on the property, and we talk. We start talking again. What was that like? You only walked five kilometers in silence. What did you notice? What what was happening? What was difficult? What'd you do when you ran into a stranger? Because it's a public trail. Um, how do you handle the, those interactions? And then we hit the hay. We uh, we have a great sleep and we get up in the morning and that cafe that my wife and I, uh, well, she, it's her deal. Uh, th- that caters breakfast and lunch. So you get full cafe breakfast, full cafe lunch, snacks throughout the thing. And we hit the trail again and we walk until lunch break. And we, we stop at this really kind of cute, archaic little church in the middle of like a town of 200 people. And in their back lawn, we sit around and we have lunch in silence. Then you walk the trail again. And everybody walks, by the way, it's small groups, six to 12 people. They walk individually in silence. These people say, well, what happens if they talk? I'm not a, I'm not a, a hall monitor. Uh, you do what you need to do. Uh, and then we get to our, our final destination. We bring everybody back to the farm. We start talking again. We have a huge meal of, of beef and salmon and veggies and salads and uh, the whole thing. And then we sit around the, the fire and talk. And what's happening is the people that are registering for this, dude, they've got stories. This is a walk of intentionality. If you want to, I don't know, hike whatever you want to hike, then just go do that. But this shutting up for 50 kilometers these stories are already coming out from people, mm-hmm. you know, a lady who's processing a divorce, a lady who's, who's a battling cancer, uh, someone else who, uh, whose kid is, um, is looks like it's the kid's going to go to prison. Like there's all sorts of stuff that people are processing. Uh, and then we finish, we do the same thing on Sunday and you, we finish in this huge, uh, a church. By the way, the only reason the churches are stopping points is because that's what churches should be. It's a stopping point, and then move on. Uh, the big church in Alora, um, uh, it's called Knox Presbyterian. It's gorgeous, and they've agreed to open the doors, and one by one, our retreat people will stop in when they're done their trail and go, holy crap, I just walked 50K. I'm going to sit in this pew, and I'm going to process what I've just been processing and summarize it all, and then people go home. Mm-hmm. It is a weekend of walking slow, shutting up, because when you shut up long enough, unlike what I'm doing right now, 
when you shut up long enough, the important stuff gets loud. Um, it sounds amazing. And if you want information about it, it's SOSRetreatsCanada.com. It's a small group of folks. It's not expensive. I've gone and checked it out. Uh, to be clear, there's no swinging aspect to this out there in <laughs> Laura, whatever you people do. Like there's no, there's animals. You, you can take your. <laughs> Listen, where, where, where I live, the number one pickup line is, hey, baby, nice tooth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. You, you don't have a vehicle. Um, how do you adjust to that, being mobile and then not? Well, you ride a horse everywhere. Yeah, two, I was going to say there are two things here. My wife is a vehicle, and when she lets me use it, I, I go and use it. I, she, oh, tells, okay. she tells me to go pick up the Costco supplies on Thursdays. Oh, okay. And I, and I do ride my horse to the Bush Home Pub in Erin. I do ride my horse to Goodlot Brewery just up the road. They put in a hitching rail for me. Uh, <laughs> cool. And, and yeah. I will never, ever get a DUI. No, that's true. Um, the uh, retreat, ha- have you actually had uh, one go by already? Because I know there's another one coming up, 16th to the 18th. Have you, is this yeah, your, no. So your first one is coming up. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and like, by the way, to be clear, it's not 50 kilometers a day. It's 50K over the course of the weekend. You're going to be well taken care of. And it's a real, I think, an interesting experience for people as I was trying to clumsily put together the idea that what people are looking for is some peace of mind, of their own mind. And ironically, being in this situation might, at the end of the weekend, give them some time away or some time out of mind you know, to quiet things down. Next year, I'm thinking about breaking. I'm going to have three instead of one. Um, well, that was very uh, a religious comment. Three in one. Um, I. What's re- by the way, what religion is that? Your your made up one or one of the other ones? <laughs> I love this. Guy. I know you do. Um, uh, next year, I think I'm going to have a dude one, just dudes, because it's interesting. The it's the why guys. You help me understand this. Why is it that it's the women that I'm hearing from mostly? The emails I've received from people of, with my uh, Toronto Life article being out and the whole thing uh, are from 95% women saying, I need to do this. Sign me up. I'm coming next year. I'm coming this weekend, whatever it is. Why is it that, that it's women and not dudes? It doesn't it get back to that thing men don't like to admit that they need help yeah, or they that's need what to it change is. on some level? Yeah. Women are much more... It, it, it's Ready the same reason that it's the same reason Freddie's right. It's the same reason that mm-hmm. that divorced men don't do as well as divorced women. It's because when women are in crisis, they'll seek community. When men are in crisis, they go to solitude, which is why they end up doing all the you know things that you do when you're alone, which are you know abusive and uh, well, not that kind of abusive. Okay, Farmer Brown, but. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like men don't yeah. see community in the same way that women do. It's another reason more women should be running the world. But yeah. You know, it's funny you say that, Fred. <clears throat> well, it's not that funny, but what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say is I, I say that quite often. Mm-hmm. And I, I know Bill Burr comes out with this line that says something about um, men who are feminists. What a load of crap. He said, all that is is a bunch is, is you're a guy who tried something inappropriate when you're younger. <laughs> That's right. And, and you're trying to get get it right with the women. But I really, I do 
you know, the countries that seem to be doing the best around the world are yeah. the countries that treat women the best. Look at the isn't it interesting too? Have you seen this story recently quickly about that prime minister of Finland her yeah. dancing and her dance video? How unfair that how many male politicians have done stuff like that that just totally flies under the radar? Cuz this woman is young and having a good time prime minister. They oh, yeah, they're yeah. trying people trying to it, that like that double standard there is just sickening. And it, it's it, and another reason that you know, maybe uh, countries and places run by women, they just have the strength to get through that because they have to put up with it all the time. What I think is ironic about that statement, because you've said it before, and I agree with it, that it's ironic that outside of politics and the corporate world, women all women women run our lives. Like, yes. think about it. Women are really, they're in charge of the relationship. They're in charge of the social calendar. They're in charge, really, of, like, any man that doesn't think that a woman in his life isn't in charge isn't paying attention. It's just funny <laughs> that there's just not official. Because, I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I mean, that's a great statement, that the countries that are doing the best are the ones that are that have uh, the best relationship with with the female population. Um, Drewy, we're going to have to let you go here in a second. I want everyone to go to SOSRetreatsCanada.com. It's been too long. I miss you. I miss our chats. We, uh, you know, uh, early on, like at some point when I uh, stopped drinking, I remember having conversations with you about some pretty deep stuff and, um, and how, you know, getting quiet about that part of my life has definitely helped. If you're looking for an experience unlike any other, September 16th through 18th, uh, go join Drew and his uh, band of merry men and women, mostly women. What if this? What if this just turns out to be one of those? I don't know. I just had that thought, Freddie. It's like, are we helping Drew recruit his cult following? Is this where? Is this what this is? Absolutely. Yeah. I. I. I don't know how much time. How much time we have? But I. I interviewed uh, the lady who escaped a cult near. Um, uh, in the Kawarthas, in the Kawarthas, she escaped hmm. a cult by uh, running through the woods. They caught her. They brought her back, put her hand on a wooden table. The guy, his leader's name was Rock Terrio or something French. Yeah, yeah I like remember that, that guy. He, he jammed a butcher knife through her hand into the wooden table to make sure she didn't go anywhere. Wow. And then hacked her arm off with a machete. Nice. This, yeah. woman, this woman was on my show, and she was so gracious and so kind and so forgiving but that stuff is real and it started by one guy isolating himself in the middle <laughs> that's, of nowhere that's and how then it inviting starts people in yeah, yeah. All, right. all right well listen man <laughs> uh drew marshall everybody uh freddie of course drew our gig sky guest of the day drew i i i hope we can get a little horseback riding in before it snows okay absolutely yeah right, love man. your tender voice okay man there's drew marshall see you drew yeah, we didn't we didn't even get into uh, all the stuff about him believing that uh, Jesus was real, all that stuff that you know that stuff we normally talk about with uh, Drew. <laughs> uh, if you're thinking of uh, doing the real Camino Trail, how about making sure you bring your Gig Sky hotspot with you? Gig Sky, you can uh, download the app today. You you literally could be on the Camino Trail, like, and just be like uh, surfing the internet, you know. You could be Googling facts about the Camino Trail with your GigSky app. Enter the code HF2022 for $5 off your first plan at GigSky.com. It's a 100% data plan and peace of mind wherever your travels take you in over 190 countries. 
Freddie, it's gigsky.com. Yes, it is. And whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, a casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book, they have been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Take the time. Go to Bodog. You can wager on uh, just about everything. All yeah. right. And all sorts of angles and uh, methods and uh, during games. And it's fantastic. Bodog is where to go. Yeah, man. Oh, here comes the professor. Niblet. No, I was just going to say this never, you know, millennials tend to be a little disenchanted now with the world and the way it's going. But see, they constantly are being fed information from all angles with all the social medias they're on and everything. And like, how does, how do you ever heal? I don't know. You know? Well, I mean, I, I could get into a lot of different things about that. I mean, we're not any different than, you know, I've had this discussion with you and, you know, we're not really any different. This time seems different, but every time through history, uh, people have often bemoaned the end of whatever's era. But back to the idea that was, with Drew, I didn't want to interrupt him when he was talking about how he thought other people sucked and how, you know, mm-hmm. it seems now that other people suck worse than they've ever sucked in any other time in history. And there's that famous French philosopher who said, hell is other people. You know, that's, it's, it's always been this way. People have always found, you know, the interaction with other human beings a challenge. But it, yeah. I know, but it's never been like this. No, I know. But I, and I, this I, electronic I, thing is just, it's changed the course. But. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. All I'm saying is when the radio came out, people thought that was going to ruin their lives. Yeah, but you didn't interact with the radio. That's the problem. You know, but mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're right. And so am I. I mean, at the time, if people didn't interact with anything. And all of a sudden there was this information and, and then when television was invented, it was going to ruin people's lives. All I'm saying is it's always been this way. It hasn't been this way, but it's always no. been like this. I'll tell you one thing. This fella, he hasn't been around. This, you know what? The kind of information you're about to get, that wasn't always available. You know? It wasn't, you didn't always have a guy like this. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> the guy that's really looking forward to something. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, He is, of course, the retirement sheriff at Tim.Niblet or RaymondJames.ca. And all the way back to, I'm not sure if he put it in here. Oh, yeah. The last time that you got to play golf was July 8th. Maybe remind people why. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. And and actually, full disclosure, I'm probably looking forward to the... uh... Florida Gators opening their season on Saturday more than I am golfing today, but really? yeah, no well, I had my way. little uh, heart stuff, as I affectionately call it, uh, July 8th, 9th, and uh, so yeah, today's going to be the first round of golf back at uh, Glencairn. You know what? Uh, a great way to test your heart, get Dan Duran to put his bathing suit on in front of you. Yeah, to see what that's ah, like. Yes. Yeah, see yes. what noise you make then. I thought it was have a six foot putt for money. I thought that was <laughs> well, that's that's All actually right. his nickname for it: six foot putt for money. <laughs> um, you know, like a lot of guys that have had some heart trouble. I know you probably get you know because I, I whatever little trouble I had, I, I've had a few people or friends of friends that have had people going through an ablation of put me in touch with them to talk. You know, hey, Howard had this procedure. You should talk to him. Is that what it's like with you? Like because you had your pacemaker. 
Uh, do people hit you up for information like, hey, what's it like? Or my heart's bug- bugging me. What did you do? Or how did you know? That kind of thing. I think I probably get more of people saying, oh, yeah, my grandfather's got one of those, too. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's always great. very exciting. But no, no, you've got the doctor market uh, covered there, Howard. So people don't come looking to me for for hard advice. But we do have a lot of people, even just at the golf course, right? Who, who've all had same stuff, different pile of things. So it's, yeah. it's it's pretty prevalent. Actually, the the men's committee and I were going to get a a charity thing going for heart and stroke. We feel that touches a lot of people. Uh, unfortunately, right? So yeah. uh, we're going to try to give a little back there. You know, it's funny you say that because in our sort of friend group and our little golfer group, there's a few of us that have had, you know, some more serious than others. You know, there's a couple of guys I didn't realize. Uh, I think our buddy Greg Farrell had the same thing I did in ablation. There's a few guys that have had pay- pacemakers. One guy, our buddy Bondi, had the massive, like he would have died if he hadn't gotten to a hospital. Uh, it's pretty prevalent in our age group. Um, but like I said, I, my buddy Dave had a friend who was gonna, is going through a similar thing. I seem to get a lot of conversations about this particular. Did you know, by the way, since July 8th, did you know a couple of days before that that something was up with your, with your heart? Did you feel that? In hindsight, when I looked back, there were definitely signals, right? Just kind of energy levels um, as much as anything, really. So, yeah, that should have tipped me off that something was was going with Mike. It's a fascinating story, right? Our, our buddy uh, was over in Italy, and if he didn't get a helicopter ride to the airport, he would have expired yeah. because going by the mm-hmm. uh, the road would have taken too long to get him there. So, wow. thank God for that. When you say, um, just to do a bit of a deep dive here, when you say energy, what do you mean energy? Like, how unenergetic were you? <laughs> Like, seriously, uh, just walking across a room energy or, like, what? Yeah, well, I, I know there's other factors, too, but, uh, you know, like my size and, and that sort of stuff. But, yeah, just even going upstairs would, would oh. be, uh, you know, too much effort or whatever and all. Or, or when I was out golfing, just really not, uh, I don't know, if, if optimum energy level's 10, kind of feeling like I was at 6 all the mm. all the time. You know, again, in hindsight, my, my drives seem to be getting shorter and shorter all spring, and, and maybe <laughs> Great. that was something to, uh, to do with it as well. But that's a good lesson for guys, too, because I think we tend, if things change physically, it's like, oh, I'm getting old, when that's not necessarily the case yeah. in a lot of no, That's a great question, too, like, you know, mm-hmm. because... Like, I don't know, it's a, such an insidious thing that, it, like, I've had a couple of little moments with my heart in the last couple of years, but because mm-hmm. I think what happens is because I'm more aware of it, are you more aware, since you have a pacemaker, are you more aware of, like, little fluctuations and, and runs and such? Yeah, r- right now, I mean, I've got a blood pressure cuff, and I use that more for my heartbeat uh, to see. I'm still an AFib. I've been an AFib since July. Um, atrial fibrillation, heart chambers aren't beating consistently, which is really, I guess, the root of the challenge. So that's the energy thing, right? If, if it's not going efficiently. Uh, so yeah, I, I try not to, and most of the time feel good enough that I don't think about it, but yeah, every once in a while. Well, let's segue if we can, because I know that we're, we want to talk a little bit about insurance, but I mean, part of the idea of insurance is people, when you're healthy, you know, as you say in the notes, if you're in good health, it's better 99% of the time 
to get a new policy price-wise? Or is that where we're heading with this? Are you, it's just overall you should check in with your advisor in terms of your insurance needs as you age. Right. Well, that's big picture stuff for sure. Uh, Howard, you definitely want to do that. Uh, you know, we're happy to do that for people, uh, you know, see how much they've got, how much they should have if there's a gap in between or sometimes maybe too much, not often, but, but sometimes, uh, but the, the thing to really key on right now is first of all, you should know where your policy is and dust it off and have it accessible if heaven forbid it mattered. But yeah, if, um, if, if it's renewing, like the company will renew in all likelihood, like a term 10 or 20 or whatever, uh, but at an appreciably higher uh, price. So that goes into the health thing. If you're in good health, six to 12 months before it renews, you, you should reach out to your advisor, a Sherpa, whomever, and get some quotes on things because they've guaranteed, think of it, if especially if it was a term 20 that you got when you're 30 years old. They guaranteed a price for 20 years. Well, if they're guaranteeing a future price 20 years ago, it ain't going to be low. <laughs> it's going to be high. Oh, yeah. So if if you go through the process again, you'll you'll be far better off way ahead of the game. Well, I at 50, I got a, a 10-year term. And me and Delise, it was like 160 bucks a month or something. And then when I turned 60... The two of us went. It, uh, we were still in good health. It would have been almost nine hundred a month. Oh, I, I'm sorry. It would have been what? Almost nine hundred. So I at fifty, I should have got the twenty year term, but I got the ten because I thought in that little window there, I'm going to need right. this insurance where I was financially and you know assets and everything. But yeah, but that's why I this is re- so important though, because mm-hmm. as we age, that policy if you're going to get a if you're going to renew a policy, and, and that's what I wanted to ask is that. Mm-hmm. At sixty, in your sixties, gusting into our seventies, is insurance as important as it was back, even in your fifties? Well, as many good Sherpa answers go, it depends, right? Depends. Um, if if you've got a lot of assets, Howard, then maybe you don't need to have the insure. You could be what we call self-insured. Uh, usually, when you start things off, it, it's to uh, pay off a mortgage, of course, right? Uh, or to replace income, especially. So uh, it, again, if you're 50, 60, and you've done well and saved well and invested well, got lots of home equity, maybe you don't need as much insurance. But at that point in time, it kind of morphs into what you might want it for. You might want it for estate planning reasons to not uh, eliminate the tax at death, but to negate the tax on death. If there's a cottage, of course, in the family, then that's something that people will often uh, look to insurance for. So uh, throughout all of life, you probably need it just for different reasons. Right. Um, and and by the way, a myriad of reasons today to talk to the Sherpa, Tim.Niblet or RaymondJames.ca. Uh, I'm really excited to see you and to see your car uh, parked in his traditional spot, uh, <laughs> prominently displayed. You can always tell when Tim is in the house because the Sherpa mobile is in the Sherpa spot. And uh, I hope you enjoy your day today. Are you going to ride or are you going to walk? Oh, I'm definitely riding. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, hey, I'll, I'll just play as many as I can, right? Hopefully I can play them all. We've got uh, great buds that I'm playing with. Uh, Grierson's out with us as well, which will be awesome. You can get to start on the first tee at the shotgun start so wow. no parking your car in my spot go <laughs> that's find right another one. everyone's been using it tim.nibble <laughs> at raymondjames.ca thanks partner 
And go Gators, eh? Go Gators. Go yes. Gators, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Enjoy and profit all. All right, my friend. If you need a conversation with a guy that knows what he's talking about, there's uh, there he is. There he is, everybody. And uh, that's some scary stuff, men and their hearts. It's, it's similar to that conversation we were having with Drew in a weird way. Like if men, and it's true about men, we don't seek community in the same way that women do. No. And in the same way that it happens in emotional states, men are also, we're, you and I are the exceptions. I, I, I will admit, maybe sometimes to a fault when things are wrong with me, I know you won't let things fester, which is why, you know, you're proactive. I'm talking about your health now. Mm-hmm. I think we're both pretty proactive when it comes to maintaining at least physical health. Mm-hmm. But that's I'm all scared. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. not lots of guys are scared, but the problem is lots of men will get scared and, and, and avoid rather than scared. And yeah, deal with like, right. yes, yes, you know, again, yes. so I mean, yeah, Dan, Dan would tell you, would kid me about maybe overreacting and be a bit of a hypochondriac. But one of the reasons I got interested in things, all, all things medical is I was fascinated by what was going on in my own stupid body. But that mm-hmm. is one of the big killers, especially for guys our age, Tim's age, our age, whatever, where you start to have some. Well, I liked what you asked him about how did you know your energy level was down? It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like a, because you might think, well, how would I know? I've, I've got great energy until you don't, you know? Yeah. It's an interesting thing because sometimes I stop myself and I go, you know, I probably could have done that easier a few years ago. And then I just ask my questions and often with guys, the default is, oh, I'm just getting older. Well, you know, that's pro- why I went for a stress test last year, like literally demanded one because I wanted to know. And it turned out I'm fine and maybe it is age, but yeah. some guys let it go too far. Or don't question or don't, you know, investigate. And also having a partner in your life is mm-hmm. uh, good for your health too. I mean, I, I've thought about that recently, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't, you know, I was with Rachel for almost five years, three or four days a week, and, and she could would be able to say, hey, you seem a bit off, <laughs> whereas now, you know, mm-hmm. I might be a bit off, and no one knows but Stan. And, uh, like, I mean, like, you know, you don't see me in person very often. I mean, I've seen you, uh, mm-hmm. like, once in the last couple of months. You wouldn't know. Like, I could tell Tim's lost some weight, you know, and, which is right. great. But if I was gay, you know, if I were a little bit confused, but anyway, the point is guys are rage, get yourself checked out, especially when it comes to your heart. And again, I know I'm a bit par- paranoid with it because I've had some trouble, but uh, a lot of guys out there, they're feeling something that are afraid to go talk to their doctors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a funny thing, isn't it? Because you're afraid because you don't want to hear it, mm-hmm. but as long as you don't hear it, you could be dying. Um. And now, uh, as we switch gears, before we get to Dan Duran's news today... Cursing during your commute again? Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home? Couldn't this have been an email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also want to remind everybody, we have a big contest on, Dan. Yes. We're giving away some tires. Content alert. (laughs) (laughs) 
I rehearsed myself out of content to contest. No, it's it's fine. a contest. Just, what are you thinking? I just what want everyone think? to know that uh, the uh, the contest details are live on our Facebook page, Instagram as well. Uh, we're giving away a uh, set of tires times three. So three sets of four tires valued at eighteen hundred dollars. Uh, from Continental Tire Canada, part of the Drive Festival presented by Mobile One. It happens next week at Canadian Tire Motorsport in Bowmanville. Uh, drivefestival.com for details about that. Go to our Facebook page. All you got to do to enter, couldn't be simpler, is just put your name in and tag at Conta Canada. C-O-N-T-I-C-A-N-A-D-A. And uh, enter, uh, you know what, I say enter as many times as you like, and next Thursday, we will announce three winners of these tires. And by the way, they're all seasons, which means, Dan, you can use them all year round. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, big. the quintessential wang. anchor man, his voice is nice and low. Yeah. Dan Duran, the Anchorman comes As for credentials, he has none Can't tell a headline from his bum But his voice is nice and low Hunky-dory Dan Duran, the Anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang, so he don't care And his voice is nice and low Hunky-dory My voice is nice and low I don't know why (laughs) I don't I'm 62, why does that make me laugh? And now, ladies and gentlemen, live from Lakeside. No, live from the beach. Don't say beaches, because beach people will look down their noses at you. Uh, With Humble and Fred News, here's Dan Duran. If you have sex at Skydome, Rogers Center, the former home of Humble and Fredville, you will get kicked out. Monday night, while the Jays were in the process of losing to the Cubs, a couple up uh, in the 500s. What? They beat them. They did? Yeah, Jays won. Jays won on Monday night? Yes. Oh, Wait a minute. Okay. How did you get that fact wrong? <laughs> I, I don't know. I checked that out. I thought That's I all right. They Listen. were losing to late in the game, I guess. No, it's all right. But anyway, I, anyway. I, I'm sorry, but I had wow. to correct it because guys would yeah. be going like... Oh, guys. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So that was, a, that was the Monday night game we're talking, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But what about five, the sex five, at the Skydome? Mm-hmm. It's a 5-4 game then. Yeah, what about the screwing at the Skydome? Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> Couple in the 500s, they were going at it. Really? Guy on the bottom, girl on top in a white skirt. Oh, right. They were working on their own game of balling on the stairway. So the stairway what? near the top in the stairway. What, Not like, in the in the actual seats, but on the stairway beside the seats way up there. Dirty uh, buggers. What and, out in a section where there was nobody. It was a Monday night, so there wasn't a full house hog. Yeah, yeah, there were yeah, not really yeah. people up there. But uh, security got them. Uh, they... Uh, they got them to put their clothing back on and kick them out. You can see a small part of the action on Twitter with a little blurred dot where the Pornhub is actually happening. Uh, mm-hmm. You can check it out. Check it out. They were going at it. Do you Go remember on. those days, though? Do you remember those days when you were just so fired up that you had to have sex at the Sky Dome? You remember those days when... Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know. I guess I, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I would have done it. It's just proposing it to Doll that would have been the problem. <laughs> she wouldn't have done it. No. No. She would have said, you know what, Fred, you're on your own here. Do you, do you just toss one off in the stairwell. <laughs> well, what about that planning? Okay, we're going to the dome tonight. Wear that white skirt, but no panties. No okay, panties. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. 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 And they did it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that would be quite the conversation. Okay, doll, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the gate. There won't be the Jays game. There won't be many people there. And later in the uh, eighth, seventh or eighth inning, I'll tear one off uh, with you in the stairwell. Yeah, we'll go up to the 500 level. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. I don't like, think that's – it would have been something – they wouldn't have planned that, I don't think. I think it would have been like they were in It's spontaneous, exactly. And they're going like, hey, they started to get a little oh. amorous or whatever. And they say, well, let's, let's go up there. Nobody will see us up Oh, there. Danny Jansen t- just tied the game with a three-run homer. Let's fook. <laughs> let's fook it. Let's fook. <laughs> let's fook. Hey, listen, before they bring in the um, uh, closer here, why don't we tear one off? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, he's warming up in the bullpen, and so is this fellow on the uh, stairwell. Uh, Dan Duran, great news story. Is there anything else you'd like to update with uh, uh, for us uh, today, Dan? Zombie ice from Greenland will raise sea level by 10 inches. Oh, yeah. 27 million, uh, centimeters. It's, 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 it's new. A new study out uh, came out on Monday that's basically saying that this, this is going to happen. And there was previous climate change reports that said maybe two to five inches. But this is just it's too late. It's going to happen over time. The ice is not being replaced. So it's so uh, it's just in the process of melting over time. It'll probably take a few years for this to happen, but there's no going back on this. So, you know, it, and, it, and it, as far as raising the ocean that much, um it will be uh, in certain areas of the planet. It won't be that much, but it will be higher in other areas due to gravitational forces. And actually, and I read this in this report as well, that that the there is a, a gravitational pool a pull by the actual glacier mm. that's there. there. There's it's such a large piece of ice on Greenland that it has its own gravitational pull yeah. pulling the water towards it. Well, that oh. sounds all made up, fake venti, <laughs> fake nonsense to me. Well, I'm by the way, you don't know this about me, but I'm anti-glacier. Yeah. I'm anti-glacier. <laughs> and aren't they actually saying even if we hit all green standards tomorrow, this yeah. would still happen? Yes, oh, yeah, that we're is done. Correct. Yeah, uh, we're fooked. This part is done. It's, yeah, we're it's all done. Going to happen. Mm. Just the timing is yep. out there. They're calling it dead ice, zombie. Uh-huh. Ice. I'm anti-zombie dead ice. Stand by the way. So Are you? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Um, just before we move on to Mike Boone, um, I have a news story here. I thought you guys would find interesting, um, Howard, in particular, because of you've changed your lifestyle, and it goes. And we've been talking about men's health. The Canadian Center of Substance Abuse recommends no more than two drinks a week, a week now, to avoid negative health consequences. 2011, they were saying three a day or no more than 15 for the average man. It Mm -hmm. has been ripped right back to two per week because I guess research over the past decade has shown some alarming uh, connections between colon cancers and breast cancers and um, heart and stroke problems tied to alcohol well that number one stop putting booze up your ass that's what a vivid, i come baby, on, come on. Uh-huh. um here's With a turkey baster that didn't take <laughs> you know what i love about this is that that took no prodding <laughs> <laughs> we both went for the same stupid joke here's what i would say about that though you want to talk about an uncomfortable conversation, I, and, and Dan and I mm-hmm. have the same doctor. So wait a second. Mm-hmm. So when, when Sharif's doing a physical with you, what, he has to take that thing of yours and put it to the side? Does he have to bring in an, an assistant to hold it? Do you guys have to, like, spot? 
No, a tow motor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does he need a winch to, to get it off the table so he can get access to your keister hole? <laughs> you, you know, you've, you've been through it. You turn to your side. So, yeah. you know, you're, oh, that's the, right. you know okay. you're on the, t- the tissue paper or right, whatever, right, the, right. Mm-hmm. the toilet paper that they put on that. But here's an uncomfortable conversation I've had with our doctor, and not anymore. But years ago, he would say to me, how many drinks do you have a week? Right. And, and at the time, knowing you're, that the recommended amount was 14 or something, 15, I think mm-hmm. he said. And I was thinking, well, if I tell him the truth, uh, it's going to sound ridiculous. Because, you know, I was having, I don't know what the number would be, 30 would be a minimum, you know, two or three a day, so four or five or six on the weekends. So I just remember, I remember looking up what would be the normal amount a man should have. And I would tell him that. <laughs> so <laughs> I was lying by a third some weeks. Howie, by these standards, a drink is like a, a four ounce glass of wine. wine. And you were drinking a lot of wine. So oh, just yeah. think, when you poured a glass of wine, four ounces, <laughs> like, no way. That's not a lot of wine. No, it's not. Um, I lost my train of thought. It doesn't matter. Well, I've been but, thinking lately, mm-hmm. uh, just because I've been reading more and more about how alcohol can affect your parts, yeah. all mm-hmm. your parts, you know, pick a part, your alcohol affects it. Um, that sooner or later, I might have to just, uh, you know, back off it. Back off drinking. I don't know if you're having the same thoughts, Fred. Oh, absolutely. I, it's always on my mind. And that, you know, I sort of make myself feel better by drinking three percent beer. But who knows? I'm going to see my new doctor next Wednesday, so I'm, I'm sure I'll have that discussion. And there's a reason that category that we've talked so much about this summer. That you know, I, I sent Darren, our friend, our ye, the 24-hour Ye Channel uh, program manager. <laughs> But I sent him a, a picture about a month ago after I'd come back from hanging out with you guys. And, and the, the Sobeys I go to, Sketchy Sobeys, has yes. gone from a section, like a few shelves mm-hmm. of non-alcoholic product, to an entire display area. Like, it's massive there now. Right. And there's a reason. I think people have, you know, again, the aging population, people have gotten their heads around the fact that, you know... There was a moment in time not that long ago, 20, 30 years ago, where they were recommending a couple of glasses of wine a day, good for your heart, etc. But, you know, uh, I guess they've done research now that as you age, alcohol is more and more harmful to you. And uh, again, as I've said this to you millions of times, people don't drink less as they get older. I certainly didn't, you know. No. I, I think, too, with those... Uh, uh zero beers or whatever you call them um there's been a huge uh taste breakthrough as you've yeah improved and i and i think if people are out and about now you're going to a summer barbecue or something and you might have gone and have four or five beers or whatever and then you're worrying about driving or all that the actual act of having it in your hand and sipping if it tastes okay i think people can get their mind around doing that and maybe that's that's the taste is really obvious, uh, you know, part of the popularity. Well, you know, you're right. It's two yeah. things, though. It's, it's the mm-hmm. fact that the taste of them has a, has improved. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you're just joining us on Facebook, that's Toronto, Mike. It, we're going to get to you and your celebrations. Uh, and by the way, thanks very much for doing that this so quickly this morning. It was great. But it, it, so the taste has gotten better because it used to be horrible. But the mm-hmm. other thing is, I was at a tournament on Monday. I know, big surprise. Was it Monday? 
uh, whenever it was. And we were celebrating because our, our team had advanced to this provincial finals. It was very exciting. And I sat at a table with all my teammates, seven other men. And I went and got myself a non-alcoholic beer. And I, I was just like a regular. It, it didn't. It was the social aspect that I didn't have to miss out on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's mm-hmm. an important, well, you know, sure. we all want to belong. And, and being able to have a beer with the guys uh, is a good little social whatever. And I don't feel left out. And I'm not drinking cranberry and soda like I did for the first four years of my mm-hmm. sobriety. Mm-hmm. And, and as you say, the taste is fantastic, you know. And it's like anything else, right? You might be introduced to a new product, a new taste, a new drink, and think, ah, I'm not sure. But the more you drink it, the more you sort of acquire the taste for it. Yeah. And to get over that hump with near beers, are that's fantastic. Because theoretically, you would never have to worry about getting in a car or getting impaired. Or Yeah, I get it. But you know what? There, If you're looking for great beer taste... Join Toronto Mike and his crew, friends of Toronto Mike, at Great Lakes Brewery. Am I getting that right? That is correct. They do a great... Listen, I've, I remember that beer. That was They make nice beer over there, Fantastic. the great local brewery here in uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm. It is the site for uh, TMLX... Uh... TMLXX, the 10th Toronto Mike listener experience celebrating 10 years of Toronto Mike tomorrow night... That's Thursday, September 1st, 2022, from 6 to 9 p.m. at Great Lakes, 30 Queen Elizabeth Boulevard, right in the Humble and Fred neighborhood. That's right. And uh, as I mentioned, Mike, I'm going to be at an event way out in Scarborough. Uh, it's going to be over in the sevens and eights. If I, uh, you know, not too disheveled, I'll pop by and say hi. Although the reception to my appearances are just so lukewarm, gusting to... Uh, <laughs> You know, that's not true. It's true. Seriously, the lukewarm reception. I I drop by. People are so like, oh, my God. I was. Why is he here? That's all I hear. People, as I walked on stage last time, all I you your wife scowled at me. And all I heard from people was, why is he here? Why is he wrecking our fun? Mm-hmm. Out loud. Oh, yeah. Ah, ha, ha. No, that's not ah, ha. Oh, that's a good bit, Howie. No, it's not um, good. It was, it was uh, the only person that was welcoming was uh, Jay Brody, and he's moved to fucking Vancouver. Right. Yeah, he will not be there tomorrow. Um. I would come, but I'm still dealing with what we were talking about with Drew Marshall. You know, my, <laughs> I despise people, basically. You know. Well, I will tell people that Palma Pasta is going to feed everybody, so you get free food, you get your first beer on the house, and nice. the musicians lined up, and it's not just music. It, there's a fun mind blow competition at 7 o'clock, but I mean... Now, Danny what is that, Green, by the way? Sorry, before you... Yeah. No problem. So... Basically, FOTMs, that's Friends of Toronto Mike, they come to the microphone and they deliver a mind blow. Like, did you, the guy, this guy is the same guy you played, this guy, like something that'll blow your, like, you're like, oh my God. Oh, I see, like a fun fact you put together. Right. 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 It's a mind blow that we haven't shared on Toronto Mike yet. We have uh, judges, Stu Stone, your buddy Stu Stone. Love him. Cam Gordon are going to judge. And then the winner, we've got, you know, Canna Cabana and Palma Pasta and Sticker U. We have gifts for the winners. So like at 7 p.m., is the inaugural mind blow competition. But I just want to let people know to take us home, Danny Graves from The Watchmen is going to sing some uh, acoustic jams. Uh, and I think if it, we're going to have a beautiful night. I think it's going to be a great time. Yeah, uh, and people and the, who listen to Toronto Mike should come out. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> and, and the weather's looking good. No, it is. And, you know, we celebrate you uh, th- uh, with your celebrations because, yeah. no, that's pretty cool that you do that, Miker. 
So and, and we moved it because Howard, last time you were there, it was on the patio. It's moved mm. to the lawns. It's over oh. on the patio. It's now the like like Woodstock. It's like oh no, it's, a, it's just as long as it's not like Woodstock '99. Yeah. You start burning. <laughs> People are well, yeah. like, who knows? Who knows? Shit, the shitters pull, pushed over and <laughs> who knows? But thanks for mentioning TMLXX. It's tomorrow, and uh, I'm quite uh, jazzed about it. Here's my mind blow. I, I was going to ask you guys this because it, could any of you guys name the current government in the um, province of Quebec? The oh, party? I could not. I don't know. I'm going to. Can I guess asked? though? Can I? Yeah, no, I'm thinking about that. You no, mean I the, actually, the, it's current, the provincial government? The provincial government. What is the sitting government of uh, Quebec? I'm going to say it's a progressive conservative government. Nope. Uh, is it a, a liberal government? The block. Nope. It's the block. Is it the block? No. Nope. No. Who is it? Liberals. And the reason I bring this up is because remember how this country was gripped by Quebec politics for so long, Parti yeah. Québécois and separation and everything? It's the CAQ, Coalition Avenir Quebec, is the current provincial government. And I had never heard of them. And I was just reading the thing the other day and I'm going, yeah. what? This all happened? And these are the people against, you know, religious symbols in, uh, in the workplace and uh, preserving the French language. But they don't talk about separation, so we don't really yeah, that's hear interesting. about them a lot. I mean, I don't think, yeah, I, I, so. I, mean, I, don't think I could, men- I, you know, you could do that really for almost any government provincially in this country. But you know what your mind blow could be tomorrow, Dan? You could just walk mm-hmm. up to the microphone and say, hey, everybody, look at this thing. Look what I brought. <laughs> And everyone's jaws would drop, and, you know, that would be the end of that. You've got it tied in a bow. Um, This program, by the way, brought to you by GoDaddy. That's right, baby. Powering small business and entrepreneurs for over 25 years, servicing 20 million customers worldwide. GoDaddy is people go, uh, is where people go. Uh, to get a domain, create a website, and everything else you need to get your business online. If you've had one of those ideas, you know, sitting around for a while, maybe a side hustle, uh, maybe you've been dreaming about it, now's the time to get it started. There's no better time. You can find your domain, create your website with GoDaddy, and finally bring it to life. And you get free and friendly 24-7 and phone support. They're also here to help you every step of the way. Start your website for free today. With GoDaddy, no credit card is even required. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. So, so let me slide it on, you know, people. I notice when I come home in the evening. So uh, we have a couple of quick announcements. Next week is the uh, week we start to go back to a Thursday show. There's no show Monday because of the uh, Labor Day holiday. So uh, next week... We will be doing original shows starting on Tuesday. Uh, there'll be three more opportunities. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say that. There's endless opportunities if you want to enter to win those tires. You can do so anytime. Just go to our Facebook page, and Mike's put it up on uh, Instagram as well. But next week on Thursday, we'll give away the tires. Uh, prior to that, though, we're going to do a, a little bit of a different vibe starting in the fall. And, Mike, you might want to explain yeah, what that is. Yeah, I was is. excited to announce this. I did a social media soft launch yesterday, but most people are going to just hear it on the podcast. But it's time to get serious, gentlemen. Starting next week, which is a Labor Day week, the first episode and the last episode of the week, and it's a four-day week. Remember, we're going back to Thursdays. But the first and last episode of the week will be guestless, and that means more Humble and Fred which will, I think, uh, excite the Humble and Fred fanatics out there. Theoretically. We might try it for a couple weeks and go, you know what, we need some guests to fill this time. 
And if something pops up where there's a person we have to have on the show on the Monday or Thursday, it will happen. So just for those who go, you guys said you were having no guests, and it's a Monday, and there's a guest. What do you think? We reserve the right, Freddie. It's, uh, it's your show, as I had to tell some guy on Twitter yesterday that you guys own this show. And if you guys don't want to record because of technical difficulties, you don't have to record. Uh, that was yesterday. But I will just I want people to know that uh, a typical week would be like a Monday guestless. We get all the Humble and Fred weekend news, all Humble and Fred. And then that Thursday will remain guestless. And like Freddie said, obviously, if something goes down and we need to get somebody on Monday, we reserve the right. Mm-hmm. Yep, sounds like, uh, sounds fun, sounds good, sounds new, sounds fresh. More evidence that we listened to the feedback from the listenership. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, buddy, can you go quickly, uh, I, I know this, I just need you to go and correct this on uh, Twitter, I'll explain. I'm just going to send you, there needs to be a correction on the, on Twitter. All right. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to send it to you right it now. For now. Well, no, I'm going to send it to you right now, have a look at it. Okay. I will do that. But can I... And I don't know what your timelines are like. And we I'm got almost, no time. Almost, oh, because I have something that's mind. I have a mind blow that is like ridiculous, okay. like epic. Mm-hmm. Humble and Fred, biggest mind blow in ten years of this, eleven years of this program. Yeah, What's absolutely. That? We got time for that. Let me just send you this. Is is mind blow really a thing now? Or are you just? It's a mind well, I've been thing. using it. I've been using it. Mind blows and fun facts. I've yeah. been using them, uh, with the real talk on Toronto mics. Yeah, what we do on this show is we have uh, yeah. we blow. That's what we just all the things yeah. we do that we suck at. <laughs> we um, blow Mike, and we suck at the same time. Mike, just go and look at uh, what I just sent you <clears throat> because you uh, we just put the wrong. The client already noticed that the uh, thing needs to be changed, and we so we need to do that right now. Oh, the the, the Twitter tag. Yes. Can you see that? It should be at Conte Canada. I don't know what you put, but oh, I just I, I copied whatever Continental tires are. But maybe there's a special Canadian one that didn't. Come well, no, up. I it's what, when I sent you that thing. It says I. I it's at Conte Canada. A C O N T I C A N A D Conte Canada. Can you make that uh, correction in all the? Uh, I thought I thought you had actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the correction's made on Instagram, and it's, and I, you know, this is, a, the Twitter was like a bonus saying, go look at our Facebook, but I'm going to untag them on Twitter. Yeah, just but, but also, you, you've got it wrong on, uh, on the uh, Facebook. It should be at Conta Canada. Okay, I, I copied and pasted it, so I have to go fix that. Okay, I'll fix all these tags. Yeah, you know what? I, uh, I sent you some... There, the, the problem is the email I sent you had two different versions, and you put the version that had... You, you need to... We need to just uh, fix it. Uh, fuck me. You know, I, I, I spent so much time today trying to send the right one to you. And for some reason, the wrong one. Like, I can see it on, it shouldn't say between 300 and 1800. It should say up to 1800. It's not your fault. But for some reason, again, it only matters to them. It doesn't matter to anyone else. So we'll fix it ASAP, okay? All right. Okay. Well, tweets, tweets go. Okay. So I don't know if you want. Uh, maybe I need to do this instead. No, no. Let's let's finish up with your uh, tenure, Mike. Because listen, the podcast is going to no, no, be over in five me, minutes. Oh, no, I know. I know. Dan, actually. All right. So, okay. So Dan, though, I need your permission because this is very sensitive, and so I'm looking right into your eyes. Okay. Are you comfortable? I have. I've been like the official humble and Fred archivist for many decades now. Okay. Some you know. I have in my possession. The stalker, the Dan Duran stalker voicemails, but I need your permission. I'm not playing this unless you're comfortable with me playing a little bit of this. And if you're not, just say so. But I have the stalker, the Dan Duran stalker. 
How do you have voicemails from that person? Yeah, yeah. I can't talk. I can't talk about that. But I have like I have a lot of stuff. And then I heard the stalker mentioned on the show, and I don't think the stalkers come up on the show before, or I missed it if it came up before. But so now that I've heard this like declaration that Dan Duran had this stalker, and it sounded really scary and really serious. These these voicemails are kind of like wow, and I could play one for you if Dan was comfortable with that. I, sure. I don't. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm lost here. Like, how would you get them 30 years later or whatever, 40 years later? You know, it's, well, just because I'm like the de facto digital archivist for CFNY stuff. I have a lot of stuff. So okay. they were so played on CFNY This was ago? played on our no, show? No, they, they weren't played. They were just, uh, somehow they were like recorded. So I have them. I'm, I have yeah, them. So I I'm just, this is a bit. This yeah. is a bit. <laughs> yeah, oh, I say it's a bit. Okay, as long as it's a bit, because I was going to say, no, I don't think we should do that. Okay, well, it's not a bit, so I won't oh. do it. Oh, okay. Wow. If it's not a bit, then you know, I don't, don't want to do that. I have the Dan Duran stalker. I have, like, like hours of the Durant, Dan Duran stalker, but I have, like, little clips I took out. But it's not a bit, so don't think it's a bit. So I won't play it if you don't want a uh, non-bit. Oh, we should review it then. If okay, it is, yeah. so yeah. we can review it, and I can... Uh, yeah, I let's, gonna... I, let's do that. Let's tease it for next week. Let's review this audio. And uh, Mike, I just resent you the, uh, the the details of this contest. I don't know how the other one got sent to you because I thought I was. I don't know because I careful. copied and pasted. No, and I then know. I noticed it was the wrong tag on Instagram. I changed the tag on Instagram, and I changed the tag on. Twitter. Anyway, I just resent you the actual thing that needs to be. Uh... So why don't I say goodbye and just do this so that you're yes. uh, you're not as anxious? Okay, so you guys. Well, wrap I, up I, no, me. but we're going to wrap up. But stay here. Do what we just asked you. And Dan, let's uh, review the audio. I don't know what he's. I'm just curious how he would have gotten a hold of a voicemail from somebody that, you know, threw your Because we are out. talking almost 40 years, right? No, no. no I have an hour of Dan, Dan Duran stalker leaving voicemails for an hour, and it's fucking scary. Like, poor I, I want to hear it, like, even if nobody else. No, no, I want to, but I, I want to give Dan the option of reviewing it oh, first. Of course, yeah, yeah, I don't want to, there's no. Like, there's no incriment, nothing. No, I know, but there's nothing Dan. to be gained. We've already embarrassed Dan because he has a giant, you know, wiener. We don't need to, mm. the whole show. That's and of course, that's embarrassing, yeah. And uh, of course, you know, we've had a whole day of, uh, you know, uh, controversy. Hunky Dory. A lot of this. By the way, this is also. <laughs> This, by the way, is Dan's nickname for his wiener. Hunky Dory. The old Hunky Dory. Uh, so let's save the audio. Till, what's that? Hunky Glory. Hunky Dory. <laughs> there you go. Hunky Glory. Hunky Glory. Hunky Dory. Hunky Glory. Uh, why don't we just wrap things up? Thanks to uh, Drew Marshall, Toronto Mike, Tim Niblett. Uh, have a great Labor Day weekend. Things get serious as... Uh, I know all... What do they say? Serious as a heart attack next week. And... Uh, and uh, we will be uh, maybe revealing the Dan Duran stalker audio. In the meantime, here he is, old hunky glory himself. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and HealthGage. And don't forget to enter to win a set of tires from Continental Tire Canada. Email us at humbleandfred at humbleandfredradio.com. Like and subscribe. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran, and remember, everything is hunky dory over here. Hunky dory. Hunky dory. There's a destination hunky dory. up the road from the habitations of the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low. The jigsaw jazz in the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone. 
bottles and cans, or just clap your hands, or just clap your hands. Where's